Hey everybody, this is Scott just cutting in for a minute before we get to the interview with Zach, spoiler alert, but I just wanted to say real fast that we know we haven't been doing a lot of game reviews recently. Um, that is because I've been on my honeymoon. Hello to people in America. I'm in Mexico right now, but uh, yeah, we just wanted to say, hey, we know that we haven't been doing that, but we are going to get back to that next week. Zach and I are going to review all the games that we have missed. So I wanted to cut in for a minute and just say, we know we're getting back to the game reviews. That's number one. Number two, uh, we've been promising some other interviews and features. Uh, those are coming. Nolan is actually on vacation uh, next week. He's going to England. So he's, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about his soccer experience while in England. And uh, also, some breaking news just released today, which is uh, in uh, the end of May. The club, Sacramento Republic, our team, has released forward Roberto Haidigan. This is pretty big news for me. I think this shows that uh, people at the club see that there needs to be some change, and they are potentially, potentially making a roster spot available for maybe another forward. I don't know. Um, if you want more details on that, you can see the press release. But now, here's the interview with Zach. Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Nolan. Today, I'm here again with the man from the Netherlands. <laughs> meaning Northerlands. <laughs> He's, I mean, he is from Michigan. You, you've not heard of the Nether Regions? <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's not the Northern Regions. That's, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. It's not Netherlands. Anyway... <laughs> He's American, and his name is Zach Winnick. <laughs> okay. He's here today in the studio on a separate day from the day that we heard from him recently. Let's keep calling your bedroom the studio. The studio. Are, are I like all it. the intros in the podcast like this? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you not listened to them? No, Do you not I've listen listened to the pod? I've listened to some of them. I haven't listened to all of them, no. I'm going to go back and Get listen to all here. of them, especially the intro. Okay. Today we're interviewing Scott. Get out of here, Zach. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, we forgive you for that. Because you've been a busy man away at college, doing college things, yes. appropriate things. And um, don't give me that look, Zach. <laughs> uh, Zachary. Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. You're a pure Zach, boy. You are a pure man. I am. Today, we're excited to have you in here. I'm um, excited to be here. We've talked a lot. Since you haven't listened to the podcast, you wouldn't know this, but we've <laughs> we've been anticipating I, oh, no, this would. episode for quite some time. <laughs> hey man, come on our podcast. Okay, <laughs> doesn't listen to any of the things before. I have listened not every single episode. Okay, that's you right. listened to the last one because you were in it. That's it definitely listened to the last. Yeah, one. And yeah. you should too. You should. Yeah, too. yeah. Thanks for plugging it like that, Zach. You're welcome. Yeah, um, yeah. You've been away. Um, I keep acting like you've been away, and you were two and a half hours away. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, in another planet. We're excited to get to talk to you a little bit. I don't want to give too much, uh, uh-huh. too many details, right up front. But Scott, I believe you have a couple questions to kick this interview off with. Yeah. Okay. So l- l- let me just first start by telling the people why we chose to interview our really good friend Zach that we already know pretty much all the answers to these questions it's because zach did uh have a small foray 
into small the, stint. Yeah, the the college soccer scene, very um, which which Nolan and I cannot say that we have. We've not a um, sliver stint. So we were like, you know what? It might be a good idea to have our our buddy Zach on to just kind of you know talk about college soccer a little bit, but more more than just college soccer, just you know soccer in general and how he got interested and stuff like that. So the first question um, that we have for you, Zach, would be what initially turned you on to soccer? Well, um, initially it was, it was probably, um, there was a Liverpool soccer club in England. They did a, their own version basically of what the NFL does with hard knocks on HBO. Um, they did their own version of it and you follow, uh, the Liverpool soccer club through about eight episodes and one of their preseasons. And so when I was in high school, um, you know, scrolling on Hulu, found this. Uh, I've always liked sports, and and found this, found this, um, this series, and I watched it. Watched the whole thing. Um, I actually watched it again because I was just like, I don't. Know, I just loved it, and and I started following um, Liverpool Soccer Club, and it kind of just evolved from there. And so out of that, out of that HBO, or out of the the Hulu series on liverpool that i found i kind of started to my 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 soccer that soccer bone began to itch who yes who was your favorite player that was on the team at the time the show was recorded um it must the squad must be pretty much yeah different from then it, it's a lot different so back then uh raheem sterling was uh, on the he was a young guy super young guy um so he was like he was they kind of kind of showed him as you know the new um exciting kid that was part of their part of their club so raheem sterling was fun to watch um steven gerrard uh you know captain steve um and then lucas leva too lucas was on that team and he was just he was on the show he was a brazilian but he's really funny and i liked his playing style he was very aggressive um they would show that on the show and so yeah, probably those top was, top three. Was he the blonde yeah. left back? He was. Uh, he played. I'm pretty sure he played a. He played left back a little bit. He played defensive. He was more of a defensive uh-huh. mid kind of a guy. That's where he was usually. So, but he was he was versatile. He played a couple different spots. Cool. Cool. Um, so that that was what originally turned you on. Yes. To soccer, but then. You know, kind of just fast forward through your your soccer story, I guess. Like, uh-huh. so you watch this Liverpool documentary series on Hulu, and, and then what? Um, and then started following soccer. Um, at the time, there was the San Jose earthquake, but like, you know, didn't I don't know what didn't really. There was no, to there me. was no connection. There really was no connection. Um. All the while, my good friend Scott. Hello. There he Hi. is. There he is. Um, he's also a big, big soccer fan. And I feel like maybe maybe for you a little bit earlier, but roughly around the same time is when both of our soccer like obsession began yeah. to cultivate. Yeah. Like So, like, I had uh, – so, okay, so I went to a smaller high school. Uh, yeah. Like, my graduating class was only, like, 66 people. Cool. Um. And obviously there's, you know, roughly half of them are guys. And then of those guys, you know, I'm only really going to spend time with 
a third or less a quarter of those guys and the people that were my friends a lot of them were soccer players um and i didn't want to seem like i didn't know what they were talking about because i was a football player yeah um i don't know why i thought i should play football uh like i'm five nine five ten 170 pounds like that's how i got my wifey um like a big yeah um so i just started watching what was on and because at the time manchester united was you know it's the end of the sir alex sir alex ferguson areas era so you know they're they're just buying uh uh, you know players to kind of stay relevant you know you know finish fergie strong and um um we we uh i i just found a a team that they didn't uh all like uh, that, that that they didn't follow so uh-huh. like there was a chelsea fan there was an arsenal fan okay. uh, there were a couple liverpool fans uh, there was a tottenham fan but nobody was a uh a manchester city or a manchester united fan and City was never on when I was up at, you know, eight o'clock. You know, it was always Manchester United started at nine or nine thirty or whatever. So uh-huh. I just started watching Manchester United to have a team that I could call my own. And it took a year or so before I really was like, Yeah, this is my team. Like I found mm-hmm. myself I just remember just watching a random league game and it was an exciting game. Yep. And it was just all of a sudden like I was like, Yeah, huh! and then I kinda caught myself and I was like, wait a minute, I'm like cheering for them like i think this is my team yeah um and i did that all to not you know seem uninformed and i think by the end of you know my high school years i really discovered that i cared more about my team than they a lot of them cared about their teams there was my one friend raj was an arsenal like arsenal till he dies you know mm-hmm. come on you gunners and that you know that was like that yeah that that was that was Raj, um, but everyone else was kind of like well, they had you know not really watching and oh blah 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 blah. So um, that's kind of where it started, and then it it just carried over once I found you know a local team that wasn't you know the Bay Area. Like San Jose is just too far for us, so it's a two hour drive. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Which yeah transitions me into now. Me and Scott are big soccer fans. And uh, Sacramento. Sacramento gets a professional team in the USL. Yeah. And not only do they get a professional team, first season they win the championship. Yeah. So I think for me and Scott it was like, you know, we had we had this team. We, we both had teams we liked in England. Didn't necessarily have a team close to us that we, you know, felt a real connection to. And then Sacramento gets a team. First year, they they won a championship. We're like, all right, let's check these guys out. Yeah, I remember we were working at we were working at a yogurt yeah. frozen yogurt place. Yep, and that is now we, closed. Sad. Yeah, um, we like to think that if we were still working there, it'd still be open. But you know, yeah, probably we be. can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, <laughs> but I remember we were on shift. We were on a closing shift where we probably should have been doing something productive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like like every shift. Maybe it's because maybe they probably did. They made more money after we left, probably because there was more things being done. But um, possibly, we cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember like we were just on our phones, like in the back, like looking up like YouTube videos and like like looking at how much like tickets cost oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like. 
right after the uh-huh. season ended. Yes. And yes. we were like watching these highlights and we were like, mm-hmm. dude, this is legit. Like, yeah. We got to figure out how to go. Exactly. And then it, it was it was in like November. So we were like, oh, dude, the season ended. Like, we missed it. Yep. And we were like, okay, well, like, you know, whatever. Like, we'll we'll go to a preseason game or whatever. And sure enough, like, February rolls around. We, we go to a preseason game. Sac and it City. Was, yeah, Sac City uh, Community College. They have a 20,000 seat sold football it out. season. They sold it out. And we were like, bro, like, that was fun. We don't, yep. we had no idea who any of the players no, were. No idea. We had no idea. Uh, like who they were even playing they were playing the new york cosmos didn't know who they never heard of them before nope they're they have a huge history although they're really nothing now but i think from there we were just like oh, okay this is cool but yeah. i mean we were two guys in college working at a frozen yogurt place like season yep. tickets felt out of out of attainability yeah it was like that's a dream yeah exactly but we, you know, Scott I, I did his research as he does so well. No, 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 no. I got a call from like a ticket guy and he was just like, Hey, oh, like, yeah, Luca, Luca. Yeah. 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 Um, and he, he was just like, Hey, how, how, how'd you like the game? And yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, obviously I loved it. Like it was fun. And he was like, well, have you ever thought about season tickets? And we're like, well, yeah, we have, That's but right. like, I'm not going to do right. it by myself. I would want my buddy Zach, but like, uh-huh. we don't even know if we could afford it. Like he was like, well, <laughs> you know, like there's payment plan. Like, you know, he just, you know, he's letting he's us just, know. Yeah. Like he didn't really have to sell me on wanting to do it. I'd sell us on wanting to do it. It was uh-huh. like, could we afford it? Yep. And after probably like three weeks of crunching the numbers, we were kind of like, oh, okay, like th- this is possible, especially because the season had already started. Like we had already yep. missed the first game or two, and it was like prorated. Yeah, so like we we didn't have to pay for those the ones we missed. Yeah, yeah, and then we were able to get on a payment plan. And mm-hmm. we were able to to make it happen, yep. and like on our yogurt zone salary, on our yogurt zone, <laughs> our yogurt zone slat. Were you you weren't even an intern yet? I don't think. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Nope. I yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And my mom was not happy <laughs> that I bought a season <laughs> yeah. ticket. I asked her, I was like, "Do you think this is a good idea?" And she was like, "No, you should use your money." And then like two weeks later, I was like, "Mom, I bought the tickets." And she was like. <sighs> I don't like this. <laughs> well, I, at the same time, I turned to my mom and went, Mom, I put a down payment on a tattoo. So you know what? <laughs> it's okay. Well, at least it wasn't a tattoo mom. Yeah. Like Scott's mom. Okay, it wasn't yeah. permanent. Um, and I think from there, that's where our stories really merge. Yep. Um, we were already close. Yeah, like we were already friends. We were already like, we close would, We would talk soccer stuff. Yeah. But it was stuff half a world away. Yes, And now this exactly. was something that like we both shared like money but also like the time of like we're driving to the games together like we're sitting next to each other we're mm-hmm. we're like like i there really wasn't anyone else i think in our lives for a while that cared about sacramento republic or went to the games it was really just you and i us, like that's yeah. where it started you and me um yeah the double clap was yeah was conceived yeah whenever sacramento scores zach and i you know obviously we're standing up and cheering but then we you know double high five yep they every time yeah they still do it one beautiful goal <laughs> yeah yeah and a disappointing game but a beautiful goal. shout yeah. out shout out to tainer yeah i know he's watching i know he's listening I know he well is. well okay well before we we continue um maybe we should we should direct it at nolan because he hasn't talked in a while like mm. really quick what would you say you're your soccer 
attraction where that started? Yeah. Um, I guess it was – I played soccer for my high school my freshman year. Um, and I – the coach – I was going from eighth grade to, in, into my freshman year, and the high school coach said that we could get out of – conditioning if we showed up to the first day of summer practice and ran like 13 minutes for two miles and ran under six minutes in a mile and so that like spring I was like well screw it I'm just gonna run and get in shape so I don't have to do conditioning and then <clears throat> showed up to conditioning and ran like ran under the time for both the mile and the two mile and then uh the cross country coach got a hold of me and uh, I found out that I had a talent for running and so, uh, left soccer, ran for four years, um, had a lot of fun doing that, but just kind of, um, forgot soccer for a while. And then once a year after I graduated high school, I, um, was in Vacaville and met Scott and Zach. And my brother also was big into soccer. He was playing in high school, um, and taking me to pickups at an indoor facility in Vacaville on Friday nights. And so that's where I started to kind of get back into it. Um, and then honestly just started like following, uh, media outlets on like Instagram and stuff and kind of fell in love with the, yeah, just the way that soccer is and the kind of the, the things that you love about it, like the supporters and the goals and, um, the intensity of the game and, the correlation that it has to like, you know, I've ran before and like you have to be fit. So I was like kind of already like there if I was running around for however many minutes and in indoors and stuff. So it was kind of fun. Um, yeah. And I started going to Sac Republic games and now I really like soccer, but I do like English soccer. quite. I, li- I like the history of soccer. I like the narratives. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's kind of take it that way for a minute like maybe nolan you could elaborate a little bit more and then we'll go to zach like what what is the the one like thing about soccer that is the most intoxicating Ooh. like like you already kind of talked about it That's a good question. so like like just keep talking about what you were talking about and then we'll go to zach the thing that i was talking about uh yeah it's more than just to me it's more than just the result so, like, in American sports, it really feels hard to get excited about more than just winning a championship or beating a cross-town rival or setting a record for unbeaten runs or whatever. But in soccer, there's just this, like, literally 100-plus-year-old history of, like, deep-rooted... Uh, fanaticism around the club and not just about the game that's played not just about like results that go one way or the other but about the structure of the club and what the club's identity is and what they're investing resources in whether it's youth development or just showing up and punching a crosstown team rival in the balls once or twice a year like (laughs) just what the like teams have personality and they have uh an identity that persists longer than just three or four years um and like that you can see that a club is about something even now like you look at roma or united or liverpool 
or Ajax or teams like that. Like um, they stand for more than just what's happening in the results. Yeah, it it feels like a lot of like American sports, like the stories and the narratives kind of around that season or that team. Uh, they just feel manufactured. Yeah, like you can't. It, it, I, I, I'm trying to pick a good one that people would know. Um, like the difference between the rivalry of, um, like the 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 Dodgers and the Giants, or um, Red Sox Yankees, or Red Sox Yankees, or I'm trying to think of like a, U of M? yeah, the college or, football, um, U of M, Ohio State, Ohio State, yeah. Um, although col- maybe college is a little bit different, but um. Yeah, with a lot yeah. of pro sports, like I, I couldn't even tell you a hockey, a hockey rivalry. Zach, maybe you know, growing up and yeah. playing hockey oh, and I stuff, he could tell you like <laughs> maybe some name some hockey rivalries. But like for the most part, the history between those those rivals are, I feel like part manufactured by, um, by media. But then like it really is only like maybe there was one or two like kind of chippy games and now it's like a rivalry like oh yeah you know that that happened where i feel like with with soccer like worldwide soccer it's like no these like the, these towns actually genuinely do not like each other yes. like sunderland and newcastle literally don't like each other mm. like and because they're you know they're northern cities in england they're not like super wealthy or prosperous like they're they're working class towns like football or soccer is like literally like the one thing that they have that the the town rallies around and these towns really like they would honestly say like they don't care where they finish in the league as long as they beat each other each other you know or arsenal tottenham you know yeah and even uh apart from the game like the the game that the games that are played by the clubs, but just um, the important things. Like I heard, I heard, I heard something that kind of made sense to me the other day. It was like football or soccer is the the most important of of unimportant things. Where it uh, it seems to track important things that happen in the world. So like the Qatar World Cup is coming up and. It just so happens that human rights violations are being committed on a massive scale by countries, not only Qatar, but other countries in that area. And those things are getting attention because football is there or soccer is there. Um, you see stuff with uh, in France around um, young players being brought in from African countries that, don't, that are misled regarding uh, the nature of their contracts uh, or the conditions of their... Um, academy stays and end up uh there's a humanitarian crisis now in france where uh young african football players who came over thinking that they were going to be the next big star didn't work out and now they have no way of getting home and they're being forced into human trafficking like um those those big things happen there in mm-hmm. in britain uh the premier league is uh deeply involved and concerned with what's going on with Brexit because that the Premier League is such a big money maker that uh separation from the EU would have a major uh impact on their ability to make money and uh 
Yeah, it, it seems like they like soccer is is along is alongside these major things that are happening in the world in mm-hmm. a way that just there isn't that in any other sport. Yeah, because it's just such a part of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. In Turkey, Turkish I think is so fascinating. I've yeah. done a little bit of reading, done a bit a little bit of uh, research on that, but um, like political activism is uh, like. There's a huge amount of politi- political activism that happens through Turkish football supporters groups because uh, any m- many other expressions of uh, opinion or uh, many other way uh, attempts to get together and express an, a view are suppressed by the Turkish government and Turkey. And on the other hand, soccer is used as kind of a uh, a propaganda tool by the turkish government because yeah. the president it's, it's really look up some goals some yeah. charity games that the turkish president has played in and it's pretty funny yeah anyway um i like that yeah uh, and well and i think just to like before we move on to zach like that's like basically what like i remember when we were going up to like zach's graduation we said like we were kind of talking about like what we both like from about soccer and you basically said like you you enjoy like the narratives around the game, mm-hmm. like yeah. not just the game, but like the narrative, like the story, like the whole, the whole drama of it all, you know, and and how it how it how that, uh, you know, enhances the game, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's totally like one of the reasons why we started the podcast was like we we feel that soccer unites people around the world when it's used properly as a, as a tool for like furthering, um, like civic good. Mm. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why we started was like, if we can connect people like, like we, we've talked about, like there's people from Washington or like Oregon or like all, all around like Northern California that have listened to the show. And like, we, we, you know, we're hoping that like we can connect people so that they can, um, you know, have a, have a community, have an outlet to, hopefully um you know advance good in the world and if we could you know at all spark that you know start maybe important conversations or whatever like that's the idea you know if we could help shape narrative around sacramento republic so that it's not just about the soccer but it's also about real life things like that's that's one of the ultimate like end end goals Mm -hmm. so yeah but uh anyway what what about you zach what's like the one like intoxicating thing about uh soccer for you um well being a liverpool fan big liverpool fan uh the narrative of this season has been something that's been crazy crazy interesting so so like not necessarily not necessarily like history but like the season how the season unfolds and 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 seeing that but also seeing that history you know, play out in um, this season. Like, mm-hmm. after the 4-0 um, victory against Barcelona in the Champions League, you see after the game um, the entire Liverpool team arm-in-arm facing the supporters, singing, you know, you never walk alone. And, mm-hmm. like, that history that history also goes into that, you know, the – the long-term narrative and the, the, the short-term narrative kind of those, both of those coming together. It's, it's very exciting to watch And 
um, I don't know that I've seen another sport where it's that intense. Like, um, growing up in Michigan, you have the Detroit Red Wings who had 23 years where they made, they had a 23 year playoff streak. We were the, you know, the Kings of hockey for a long time. Our, our rink is literally called hockey town. That is, the, that is on our ice. It says hockey town. So like the narrative surrounding the the Red Wings, both, you know, history and in the moment was crazy and exciting. And this honestly rivals that. Like this is, this is an, an extremely intense and exciting moment for Liverpool right now. The history of Liverpool goes into that. The moment goes into that. The current players, the past players, all that goes into that. So, like, the narrative as a whole is is something that's so exciting um, and and intense for the, the sport of football. For, yeah, for soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Um, and also, I think, it, I think it's just also really interesting. You see, because it's such a worldwide sport, you, you get the – you have the finesse of – South American players, the you know the tenacity of English players, the the precision of you know Spanish players. It's like different countries, different regions of the world play differently and excel in different areas, and I think that's really cool to see. Um, and their soccer, I think, is is probably the most widespread sport in the world. So you get to see that, you know, more so than you do with any other sport. So both those things, I think, make soccer very a very exciting sport, very easy to get into. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, um, I I think like the narrative is definitely true, but and like like that's a, that's a big part for me. But I think probably the biggest part would be just like the tactics. Like I, I think it is so so frustrating mm. when people look at soccer and just say like oh that's like that's so boring like uh, there's there's nothing going on like you're just passing a ball back and forth that's 100 percent not true like yeah. when it, whenever i'm explaining soccer to people i'm like soccer is more mental than, than anything like Absolutely. you don't have to be like this is probably really honestly the the only sport where you don't have to be a super like physically gifted to be a truly world-class player like other than like stamina but anyone can build up stamina like obviously yes some people are more inclined to it than others but you can if you're really a smart player and you have you know maybe a couple different qualities like decent touch and stuff like that you could play anywhere and be successful so like the the tactics of the game really intrigue me like well how does how does a a four four two diamond negate a three five two? Well, there, there's a whole history about how, um, you know, teams successful teams in the like in the seventies and in the eighties played a a three five two, but then Juventus came out in a four four two diamond and just obliterated them because they were able to get numbers on one side of the field so fast and shut down passing lanes and take over possession and then counter. That, that just fascinates me. Like, how, how is it that you line up this way, but then my team lines up this way and we can go against each other? And just because of the instructions that your 11 players have versus my 11 players completely yeah. change the outcome. 
and in the same way, like how, how managers will make like tweaks at halftime, like, Oh, well, instead of you tucking in, I want you to actually stay on the wing and how that completely shifts what the other team has to do. And then there's shifts back and forth and back and forth. And there's really a chess match like that just like completely fascinates me. And we can, I think hopefully you can see on this show, like how Nolan, a lot of times will talk about like, you know, maybe individual players or like when we talked about Las Vegas, like we spent a good deal of time talking about the off the field stuff because that was super interesting. Um, and we spent less time talking about the on the field stuff because we're interested, but you know, there, there was a balance there of like, well, narrative is important too. Um, so I think in that way, like we balance each other and like it, it would be the same thing, you know, with Zach, like I think Zach has a different take on how narrative is important versus how Nolan thinks narrative is important. And we would all say that like the game of soccer tactics on the field are important, Absolutely. but we would probably all have different interpretations of why it's yeah. important. Um, so, so for me, I think it's, it's the chess, the chess match. Like, and I'm just finding that's just like my personality. Like I don't like boring TV shows or like simple crude comedies. Like if, if you're not confusing me, then I'm not interested. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why I'm attracted to soccer is because like I'm confused. Like I want to figure out what's going on. I think it's, it's too easy to just say like, Oh, they're talented players or whatever. So, yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's probably why we're all, we all gel well together with, with soccer stuff. Just because we're all a little bit different, but mutual fascination. Yeah. Different. So, so then with, with that like fascination of like narrative and stuff, it, did that play a part at all into why you chose to want to uh, play soccer in college? Um, well, so before, before I head off to college, um, Nolan talked a little bit about how his brother was really big, really big into soccer and um, how they would go play indoor, and so and they go play rec and stuff. Um, I had a friend named David who also what played soccer through high school, um, and would play rec. And so I had friends that were playing rec, playing indoor. And Nolan Wesley, Nolan's brother, asked me to come play, uh, drop in indoor with them one night, and I did. I loved it, absolutely loved it. And I was already a fan at that point, so I'm I'm seeing all these things as a fan. I'm I'm looking at tactics and I'm looking at technical breakdowns as a fan, and then I get to go out and experience this game for myself, and it was a whole nother level of, you know, excitement for me. And so out of that, out of that fooling around with drop in with my friends and stuff, um, the the fascination with soccer grew in a different way, and I was up. Um, at Simpson, go to Simpson University up in Reading. Um, I was there for a year, and then that summer, um, I stayed on campus and worked on campus for the summer. Not a lot to do in Reading, <laughs> especially in the summertime. It gets hot. <clears throat> and uh, my good friend Zach Blakemore, um, <laughs> he played on played for Simpson. Um, and Solomon, Solomon Dutton also played for Simpson. Blakemore to... played soccer? Yeah, Blakemore played soccer, yeah. You never told me that. You met him, like, what, one night? Yeah, still. Talked to him for maybe an hour? Yeah. And and you also had Josue and 
and Shane there dominating the conversation. So he probably didn't say much. But anyway, True. Um, Zach, yeah, Zach uh, was a winger, striker. And uh, so with them up there, all right, initially just started fooling around with Zach. Um, he was like pretty sure, not not quite sure if he was going to um, play the next season. He The coach, our coach was like telling him to play. He was like, yeah, maybe, not sure yet. Um, he was going into his senior year, so he wasn't sure. And um, so he's like, but I'm going to get in shape just in case, you know, I think I want to play kind of on the fence. Um, and so just started helping him with drills, going out on the field pretty much every day. Um, and I started, you know, just, just fooling around. And then and then it got to a point where me and Zach were training, legit training every day. And um, towards the end of June, into July, I think um, I talked to uh, the coach for Simpson. I talked to Caleb, um, Caleb Okawagu. He's a coach over there, great coach. And I was like, hey um, – Look, like I don't have a lot of soccer experience. Don't really have any soccer experience at all. But uh, I've been helping with Zach. Um, I I had heard that they needed a left back. Um, I was like, I'm a left foot dominant player. Could I try out for you? And he said, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in another pickup, um, I went and played out in a pickup game. He played with us. Um, and after that night, a couple of days later, he said. I'm going to put, put you on our um, roster for training camp going into August. And so, all right, now I'm on the team and I'm going into training camp. Um, and August comes and training camp lasts a month and it's, uh, it's double days. So six days a week, we have two practices. We're practicing four or five hours a day. Um, absolutely loving it, realizing that I'm definitely one of the worst players on the team <laughs> and also not really caring because the guys over there are awesome, not only welcoming, but encouraging and they're teaching me, um, in the moment along the way. Um, and so we wrap up training camp and go into the season and, uh, school starts and at, I um, play in one preseason game, played 45 minutes in a preseason game, played well, um, and sat the bench for maybe like half a dozen games. Um, Loved the guys, loved the coach, but realized quickly in my fall semester, having 18 units as a senior um, that I could not do it. I lick. I did not have enough hours in the day to be both a student at to be a student athlete, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, came to the conclusion that putting fifteen twenty hours of my week towards yeah. soccer was just not something I could do. And so, after some some thought and realization go to Caleb, coach Caleb, say, Hey, look, I got to drop it. Um, I'm so sorry. This is not what I intended, but I've loved my time here. I've loved playing for you and wish you guys the best. And I will be one of your biggest supporters. And that, and thus 
concluded <laughs> my uh, college career tier. as a soccer player. I regret nothing, though. Guys are awesome. They made playoffs this year for the first time in a while. Simpson men's soccer team did. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my career as a soccer player. Yeah. So I I think that that's like I don't know. That's that's a cool story. Like and I, and I could definitely tell like just from like the little bit of like experience that you have that like you're way uh way way better in terms of just like your like control yeah like and not necessarily like control with the ball but your body control yeah you know i think that's one thing people don't think about is like you could have amazing footwork or anything but like if you can't take a bump or whatever then you're never gonna yeah be able to do anything because you'll always just be on the ground true um but and body control with the ball, like with the ball in the air, oh, yeah. something that I realized um, quickly was like, "Hey, this is this is actually a strength for me." Taking a ball off the chest, taking a ball off the knee, was actually something that I was able to do well. Um, controlling a ball speed while it's in the air coming towards me was something that was a strength for me. So, yeah, that was cool. Something I got to see. Mm. And then, yeah, as I came back after college. My touch had improved a lot, which was awesome. It was cool mm-hmm. to see. So going and fooling around with Scott, playing with Nolan, um, dropping indoors, you know, my levels definitely increased. Yeah. Well, and it's funny to see, like, when us three pay, play pickup with, um, like, the the uh, the church that we're, like, involved with and, like, people that don't play soccer. Yeah. Like, it's fun, but it's almost, like, too easy. Like, it, like it's too um yeah it's 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 almost like it's fun but like we're we're, i become a coach (laughs) yeah we're we're yeah we're on the field we're we're the player coaches yes like we're over here like scooping and like oh you know like just just gliding around people like the only competition that we have is when we go actually like like go to like indoor or yeah like organize something because like even though like nolan and i like aren't we don't have the the college history of uh, of playing that as act as like i think we we've just seen that like I, I i i guess what i'm trying to say is like just that little bit of like you played 45 minutes but like you trained with a guy for a couple months and then you played like a month of of college soccer and you know we're training there like even that little bit like goes a long way of like your appreciation yeah for the game true. like i i think like Nolan, I, I think like we we've talked about this before. Like, y- you you think it's easy, but then like once the ball is at your foot and like you're actually trying to do what you want to do in your brain, mm-hmm. like okay, I think I can do this. I've seen people do this, but how does that actually play out like with my body? Yep. that's like completely different. Yeah. Yep, you know. Um, so I think like you know that. Like your your story is just like a testament to like well if you just like do it like just just go out there and find you know a way to to play find a way to have a ball like it's not hard you know like not not saying that like everyone has the dream to play in soccer or if that that's even a possibility but like, or play soccer in college but I I think it is possible to grow your appreciation for the game um, by finding opportunities to play um, so yeah. Um, yeah, well, Nolan, did you have any other questions for Zach? We're, we're running out of time here, so. 
I have one question before we wrap. Okay. Right. If you could be a part of any team at any point in history. Ooh. Hmm. And score the winning penalty oh. for that team in a cup final. Ooh. In a cup final. That what team would that be? Uh, so score the winning penalty in a cup. So so the, so. So like any team, say like any team. team, say like I don't even know the 2002 World Cup Peshtikas yeah, team, whatever that you just <laughs> like love, and they somehow made it to the Champions League final. And took it to penalties. Oh, dude! No, you know, just who, where would you want to be a club legend? I guess is what I'm saying. Honestly, okay. like that would, like, like, like Ajax, like making mm. it all the way to the semis. Like, how cool it would it be mm. to take a smaller club mm. all the way to the Champions League final and then score that final penalty? How small a club are we talking? Which club, dude? Dude, like, what if it was like? Like we, like, oh, dude. Okay, so, so like, wolves. I was just about to say wolves that. squeak out a Euro Europa yeah. Cup. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think wolves is a small club. I consider them. I consider them. Do your history. Wolves is not a small club. I, in the in terms of the financial disparity, they are still light years behind the other mm. top six teams. Mm-mm. We'll come back with stats. Okay. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised at you know how what? successful they've been in the past. Actually, okay, I got an Ips, answer. But I see I what you're saying. I got an answer here. Yeah. Rangers. Steven uh, Gerrard is the is the manager over there yeah. right now. Good answer. Is he? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I was thinking Frank Lampard. Rangers. Oh, Derby. Rangers. Okay. They win the league. All right? Yeah. Their big signing is good old Zach Winnick. <laughs> right, their, their big off-season signing after winning the, the league is so you're, Zach Winnick. All right, striker, bro. Okay. Uh, S- Zach Winnick comes in. All right. The season goes well. We have a Champions League bid because yeah. we Scottish League, small league, but we won the league, so we get we get a Champions a bid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We make it all the way to the Champions League in, final in, as Rangers. Who, who are you playing? Who is Rangers yeah. playing in who the final? Rangers is playing Everton. <laughs> no, the Champions League is no we're longer playing, what it once no, was. Dude, 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 kick them while I'm down. Kick them while they're down, bro. We're playing Barca, okay? Uh-huh. We're playing Barcelona. Mm. It depends, all right. It's Rangers against Barcelona, dude, I, okay? Yeah. Messi's sitting over there, yeah. yelling at me, talking trash as I'm about to take this pen. I just all right, I just tune him out, bro. Talk. He does he talk. Doesn't talk. He definitely talk to his does. Teammates. Would you understand yes, the language does. that he's speaking? Do you see? Do you see him yelling at uh, Coutinho? No, dude, it was scary. Oh. That's what it was. Well, if Coutinho would just played better, that's true. I would, but wanna... still, okay. Okay. Point is, Messi's talking trash. All right, I, I... I'm tuning him out. Yeah. Okay. I put it up top left corner, bar down. Okay. Bar. Pen goes down. bar down. Hits the bar, goes down into the net. I score Ooh. the pen. Pass we win to the Champions Terry League. Stadium. That wow. that is my answer. That's that's a that's a good one. I didn't. I, what connection do you have to Rangers? Steven Gerrard, dude. Yeah. Oh, Liverpool. the Liverpool. It goes all the okay. way back to that Hulu, that Hulu series. Got Steven it. Gerrard being one of my favorite players to watch on that show. Wow. Got it. Wow. I I thought you were gonna say like we form a small amateur <laughs> team in some. <laughs> Like middle of nowhere Albania, <laughs> and we take that team to the Champions oh my League gosh. final, dude. That 
as an amateur. Uh, as, I don't even know if as, that's possible. As like Not investors. Possible. Okay, that would be great as investors. But I, I he, he asked me as we a player. We are player, owner, <laughs> managers. <laughs> we're, we're drug We bus. three beat we're... 11-sided teams regularly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll just take Saudi oil money any day. <laughs> Apparently so will almost every go. other club in the world. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, but I'm... Uh, I'm the realist here. I thought you were going to say a World Cup final, for sure. Uh, yeah, I like, thought you were like going to say like you. Yeah, well, you're you the one that club. finally does. He asked me Ooh, club. This might be a conversation. And he brought the Champions League into that question, so that was I, that's why I answered that. <coughs> I find myself... well, no, you said. <coughs> I, I bet if we rewound it, he said if you could score the winning penalty for any team in a cup final, oh, okay. the World Cup I, would I, be my a bad. final. My bad. I thought you said Champions League. You might just be on my mind, you know, because Liverpool oh, is in the Champions League. All right, everyone. That's the end of our episode. I had to do a little bit of editing to get this one right. But as always, glory, glory, Sacramento.